Well, people of God, this is one of those gospel lessons some people would rather not have to preach. So as I stand here and ask for your continued prayers today, I'm going to just share with you that our theme or reflection for our message will be somewhat of an ode to black music. This is the end of Black Music Appreciation Month. And as I hear, even in the opening of this gospel lesson, I am certainly reminded of my heritage. But today, before I get there and we move forward, I must begin with a hearty thank you. Today, I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. That's for the last three Sundays to the Congregation of Christ Church. Thank you for those who worshiped in person over the last several weeks. I am deeply grateful for your understanding over these last few weeks. Some of you were aware that I had to dash out immediately following the 11 a.m. worship service in order to get my children up to Westchester for recital rehearsals, especially my son Noah. He was one invited from the junior division of his class. Three little boys got invited to be a part of the senior production. So it was particularly challenging in that he was invited to the special hip hop production alongside the senior youth division with rehearsals on Sunday at 12.45 p.m. And I said to the instructor, as I said to the owner of the dance school, that's literally impossible. I realize everybody doesn't work on Sunday, but I work on Sunday, and there is no way I can leave to be here by 12.45. And so no early absences except I had to skate out of the coffee hour. So thank you if you've been here for being so patient with me. I love coffee hour and I believe in it, but please know that if I had my druthers, there would not have been rehearsals at 12.45 p.m. in Scarsdale, New York for three consecutive Sundays. And so many of you also are aware that this month, June, is just that Black Music Appreciation Month. And it is also a great deal of emphasis placed on hip hop this year because it is the 50th anniversary of hip hop, the music and the culture. And so over these last several weeks, I have been thoroughly immersed in the celebration of hip hop culture and dance while watching the monitors of our children practicing from the studios, while I'm outside in the lobby with the other dance moms and dads, while we're watching and we're looking at how their routine is coming together, I'm happy to report that the recital season has ended as of last Sunday. Amen, amen goes right there. Thank you, Jesus. I thought we would not get through it, my poor children. We left home at 7.45 a.m. last Sunday and they got home after 10 p.m. that night. We were out all day because the first call-in was at 2 p.m in White Plains. Let me just say once again, thank you, Jesus. It is sad that no activities are scheduled 
for, Father's, for Mother's Day weekend, but the same cannot be said for the fathers. Have mercy is not the same kind of orientation around doing things for dad, Jeff. I'm so sorry. I am. I really am. I know you've had to experience your days, too, where you felt maybe shortchanged. And so, like so many others, last weekend, my husband spent all of his Father's Day afternoon watching the performances of our children. This simply meant that for our family, Father's Day was mixed in with celebrating Juneteenth. After watching jazz performances and hip-hop and watching our children on stage come to life, after, Nicole, you understand, taking those videos, taking pictures, sharing them with family who couldn't be present, we're just excited, we're elated, it's over, but we're a little bit exhausted too. Then on the evening of Juneteenth, we came together for a special concert right here at Christ Church. I was reminded of the variety of genres of music that African Americans have contributed to our society and its culture. The special soloists, all of whom identify as black and queer, highlighted many of the musical stylings from Sam Cooke to Al Jarreau to Tina Turner and so many, many more. I had a good day, and if you were here, I hope you had a good day too. It reminded me of the music I have cherished since my childhood. From my father's love of Dizzy Gillespie, who was born in my hometown, to Duke Ellington and Sarah Vaughn blaring through our living room, to my mother singing along with the radio on Sunday mornings, cooking a big breakfast before church, to Shirley Caesar and Dottie Peebles, or even the Mississippi Mass Choir. Yes, they reminded me in their vocal stylings of music that has shaped my journey, even my journey of faith. I am grateful for the Negro spirituals and appreciate that Dr. Pilkington and our Christchurch Choir, even our soloists, thank you, Austin, I have come to offer these selections quite frequently during our experience of worship here at Christ Church United Methodist of New York City. It's been wonderful to continue to hear that particular genre of music alive and well even in a regular Sunday service outside of February. Have mercy, somebody. <laughs> Thomas Dorsey's composition of Precious Lord, where tradition tells us that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would often call upon none other than Mahalia Jackson to sing this great hymn before engaging in the serious matter of ushering forward the Civil Rights Movement. Yes, certainly we can understand the need for music to help soothe our anxieties and quell our fears. This gospel text mentions have no fear three times. However, fear, I would suggest, is an important survival mechanism at times. It keeps us anchored in our faith. Our Faith needs sometimes to be reignited, and sometimes a little bit of fear reminds us of who really is in charge. Other times we hear this about fear in the scriptures is when angels show up. We hear about fear when Jesus walks on water. And when we hear about fear again, the resurrected Jesus shows up to disciples who've been hiding, locked away in a room. 
You see, when something is unfamiliar, we hear about fear. When we have an unknown feeling, we hear about fear. When change is on the horizon, fear shows up on the scene and sits down next to us in church. Now is when you must rely upon your faith, sisters and brothers. Yes, your faith will help you because you are tasked with taking on a new assignment or to go in a new direction. Simply take up your cross, the text tells us, because you are not doing this alone. Fear sometimes helps to remind us to get in touch with that deeper register. That simply tells us that we need God right now. The writer of this gospel spells out for us how to take seriously the call to discipleship. We are reminded that as a disciple of Christ, as disciples here gathered today in person and virtually, we have to be reminded that we are learners first. This important lesson can never be underestimated. You're never too old to learn. As long as God is still putting breath in your body, we continue on our journey of faith as learners in following the way of Jesus. And so this is not simply about family disunity, but about the family of faith. The Lord is telling us what the cost is to lose your life for the cause of Christ. This is one of those times we are given that he says to us, lose your life for my sake and you will receive your just reward. Jesus is addressing Christians who have come out of the synagogue. Yes, they are Jewish Christians. The faithful who seek to live into their Christian faith while facing conflict and discouragement and even the threat to their physical well-being because of the gospel's calling on their lives. Yes, some of us know a little something about when fear gets mixed in. Sometimes it comes to give us a little more faith. And at times in my life, I know that music has helped me climb over mountains, climb out of valleys. Any moment of fear or uncertainty, any moment of recalcitrance or discouragement, I know that that has come to remind me why I put my trust in God. Music has helped me in some of those low moments. Some of you remember those certain songs when you had that first big breakup or maybe your first kiss. You remember the songs from your senior prom and that best dance or the homecoming, queen or king. You remember the songs from that wedding and that first dance as a couple. You remember the song that might have been offered at your mother's funeral or your daddy's retirement party. Music has a way of transporting us and helping us to remain anchored even in our faith. And so this month-long observance, which was first introduced on June 7, 1979 by President Jimmy Carter, was later christened as Black Music Month by President Barack Obama, renamed the National Observance as African American Music Appreciation Month. The observance was created to recognize and celebrate the historical influence African Americans have had on the music industry and intended to pay homage to the many artists, writers, songs, and albums 
that have inspired music lovers and shaped American pop culture. Yes, even through the gospel industry, music has traveled with us. I know some of the songs that my mother would play while making a big pot of grits and some scrambled eggs and bacon for Sunday morning so that our tummies would be full when we went to prepare for worship. We started preparing at home. And so whether it was Mahalia Jackson's rendering of his eyes on the sparrow or this year's Kennedy Center honor, honoree Dana Owens, a.k.a. Queen Latifah's rapping about UNITY, that's for unity. Black music has helped us to make it through difficult times and continues to minister to our very souls. While still under threat of attack as talk continues down the path toward a total erasure of black heritage, well, just as the messages of justice and social uplift and the rhythms of hip-hop have now landed on the minds and in the movements of my young children, I want them to know how to call on the name of the Almighty when they are in distress or feeling despair. I want them to know, like Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. I have to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. I have to rely upon my faith in God because I know that by God's stripes I am healed. But not only do I want my children to know their relationship to God, I pray this is the case for all our children. I hope that as school ends, they will find their connection and happiness in the God we serve through Jesus Christ. By the mercies of God, although this is our last Sunday of Sunday school at Christ Church before summer break, I hope they keep the faith we aim to teach them. I pray that they will always remember who they are and whose they are. Whether headed off to summer camp, family vacations, or simply interacting with friends, hanging out here in our great city of New York. They may move to the beats of some new of New York's legendary hip-hop artists, such as Jay-Z, Mary J. Blige, Biggie Smalls, LL Cool J, or Run DMC. But I hope they will learn the important words of this great hymn of our faith, often offered up by Mahalia Jackson. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches over me. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches over me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me.